Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. Uh, my co-host Kelsey and I host a new wellness guest every week for an interview on a holistic wellness topic. Last week, we had the opportunity to welcome Ruth Houston, who is uh, kind of a, a weight loss myth, diet myth expert. Um, she's the author of Eat Smart and Lose Weight, Scientifically Proven Ways to Lose Weight Without Diets or Exercise. So that was a really great conversation. Um, and you don't even have to buy her book to get some of those great tips. She was very generous uh, sharing those with us last week. This week, uh, Kelsey is uh, doing some personal growth things with her husband, so I am here solo to welcome back our guest, Heidi Groose. She is going to be talking about uh, stepping, oh, yeah, stepping into fear the, to feel the magic of personal transformation. Uh, so welcome, Heidi, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Amanda. So I am a licensed psychotherapist um, with a clinical practice in Southeastern Connecticut. And I'm also a transformation strategist, the creator of the transformation methodology. Um, and yeah, we uh, I had a great talk with Kelsey a few months back and we sort of ended at a place where we could have kept talking for probably another hour and so decided to have a follow-up with around this whole idea of, um, you know, being really clear that we all have things that we want, you know, there's that desired outcome or that achievement or success that we're pursuing, um, but what it actually takes to get there. And um, it's, you know, the, the idea of it not being a linear process and it often being a very emotional process um, is I think a concept that um, is not given enough attention. You know, um, so often when people want to achieve something, it's like, okay, here's the program, here's the, here are the steps, here are the rules to follow, and just do these things and you're good to go. Except we can all do the things. I mean, my clients, it's not a lack of knowledge, right? They know everything up in their, in their head as I'm like sort of grabbing my head, but then it's really, what does that mean to embody? these different actions and behaviors and do they align with who I am and what it is I want to have in order to feel what way in the end. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of the conversation for today. <laughs> You're already showing me that we are going to have the same issue as last time of just like not being able to, and it happens with so many guests and then we end up like doing series and all sorts of things because we just have such a breadth of knowledge and experience. It's so beautiful to encounter. Um, so I appreciate you. So yeah, uh, I remember uh, we talked when I first met you and then I didn't have the opportunity to film with Kelsey, but the repurposing your emotional trash can. And yeah. So if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that. So you kind of have a understanding of what we're picking back up on. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of times we forget that we're human beings with human experiences and traumas and protective factors and boundaries and all sorts of things that um, just for an individual make it more challenging, let alone when you pull a relationship with anybody else, whether that's uh, employee, employer, uh, romantic relationship, friendships, right? Um, we kind of forget that we're not machines. Um, despite what society might want us to function as. Right. Or even sometimes how we want to function, right? Yeah. It would be so much easier if we could just do the thing 
and not feel anything in reaction, right? But I think that's really where, where Kelsey and I were at the end is like, but hang on, what if we do actually step into that feeling? Right, where it's like, you you wanna just step over it, why? Just pause for a second and ask yourself why? Because perhaps doing the counterintuitive thing in that moment and stepping into the feeling will actually open the door to the aha, to the, oh my goodness, I have a different understanding of myself in this place. And actually what I need here is, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, basic needs, I think we're all really clear on what it is. But then when we're trying to improve a circumstance in our life or move on to the next level, that really is a new territory for us. And oftentimes, the things that we needed, you know, at at step one are not the same things that we need at step two. I know I have found that myself you know, as I've, you know, moved and done different things in my life, you know, it's like, you think you've got it all figured out because you, you did it all in, in one journey of your life. And then you go to apply those same principles and process and it's not working and you're, and you're sitting here and it's, I think for me as, you know, as a, as a coach, as a, as a therapist, I just want to reach over and, and grab my client and say, it's not you, you're not broken. It's, we can't expect any one um, uh, process or, or prescription, right? To work for every single person. We Now you need to take this and make it your own. And that requires you to really step into your feelings, emotional feelings, physical feelings, and to help you navigate now this new process for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I cha- I encounter that challenge oftentimes with my clients as well and myself personally. Like who wants, like I, I'm getting Brene Brown vulnerability vibes here, right? Like who <laughs> wants to step into that vulnerability? It's terrifying. And society didn't prepare us to feel to manage, to cope with all of the emotions that go along with that. Um, You know, we're often encouraged, you know, happy, joy, and anything outside of like those positive quote unquote emotions, we're told to push away or not taught how to manage or just ride out. And so that comes up, the fears there, along with all sorts of other emotions, traumas, whatever, memories, and our brain's like, nope, shut down. Even though you said logically in our front brain, we know what is the best thing to do. Our survival brain sometimes kicks in and it's like, mm, nope, this is, feels scary. So we're just gonna hop back. Yeah, and, and in reality, that's what we've learned to do to survive, right? It worked, right? So all of these things that we do that are destructive or maladaptive or you know that perpetuate avoidance and numbing, right? It's, it's because it worked for us at one point in time. And so I think even just saying that allowed um offer some relief to the clients that i'm working with just say it's not listen you're doing this because it worked right but now it's not working anymore so we need to disrupt this pattern we need to interrupt it with something different to get to the other side that's all this is right um so yeah 
Yeah, I, I always say every behavior has a purpose and it's usually an unmet need. So what is the unmet need that we're trying to resolve? And um, I, I do similar things. I do a lot of inner child work, right? So um, allowing yourself to forgive yourself in that moment, like this served me, then it protected me and we're safe now. We don't need that tool right now. We're okay and I'm guiding through it, yeah. So tell me more about this whole process of transformation um, that might, like, a, I don't know, like a, an example of how that looks for a client. Um, other than obviously we've said, you know, stepping into the fear, then what, what would be the next steps that they would be going through? Yes, yeah, so I think first it's recognizing that, you know, when, when clients first show up, it's because there is a misalignment somewhere, right? And that's, you know, even, you know, I, a lot of us have had trauma. A lot of us have ha have lived through adverse, you know, experiences and things. And, you know, but really this, this methodology applies to every circumstance in life, right? Because, I mean, just look at the world around us, how fast paced everything moves, you know, everything is externally focused, right? So it's really easy. Even look at the sort of um, very familiar life path, right? It's like you you um, attend high school, you graduate, you move on to college, right? Only to kind of move on to some other type of advanced degree or certificate or something that you're gonna get to not just get the job, right? Now it's like, we've gotta be at the top of our industry. We've gotta move through that organizational, you know, hierarchy all along um, while finding a life partner and settling down and you know building the home and having the 2.2 children and having some type of you know quote unquote normal life you know to present to the world to say okay i did it i i achieved here only i find you know a lot of my clients coming to me you know mid to late 30s early 40s right acknowledging i'm, I'm staring back at my reflection wondering who am I and how did I get here? Because the life path was validated and reinforced by everyone they, they were surrounded by, right? And then, you know, sometimes it even goes beyond that. It's like our social group, you know, dictates our interests and how we spend our time and how we're spending our money. And right, so very quickly, when we're living in this externally validated world, um, we find ourselves in misalignment, meaning we have moved away from really finding that quiet space, that stillness to get really clear on what do I need? Who am I? What, what makes me feel good and brings about, you know, those positive feelings of, you know, abundance and joy and, and gratitude, right? And so I think the first step is really getting clear on who, who am I? What are the values? What are the things that are most important to me? And then what is that challenging in my current lifestyle now? Right? So even just, um, you know, a, a common um, piece of feedback, you know, that I hear is, you know, okay, now I figured out that um, I, I'm working in a field that really gives me very little joy, very little fulfillment, but it's almost like it's too late. Right. So there's this limiting belief of, but I'm, you know, at this point to change everything, you know, I've got mouths to feed and I've got a mortgage to pay or whatever. It's like, well, let's just pause for a second and really look at that story that you've written. You know, what, 
where do those beliefs come from? Where, what are the values that you're living by? And now what if we were to rewrite this story, just introducing here now this passion point that you've identified, you know, this idea that you, you really don't want to work in finance anymore. And you really want to, um, you know, work with young moms who have no idea how to take care of their children, right? Major career shift. But what would, what would happen there for you? Because when we're in alignment, sometimes the things that got us going on one path no longer matter anymore. You know, maybe it was money. You chose a career path because of money, earning, salary, right? And and now to, to live um, and be working from a place of fulfillment means I don't really need this money anymore. It's amazing how much we can simplify our lifestyle when what we're doing every day meets that meets that need of being able to provide service or have influence um, on others. So, so that's the beginning piece, and you know that that can be a lot of work. You know, depending on the the types of defenses and, and things that that a client presents with. But that's where I feel like marrying you know, my experience and education and, you know, grounded in psychotherapy, um, can really benefit my clients, even, you know, in the, in the coaching world. Oh, absolutely. I definitely see that crossover. Oh, my brain just goes so many places in these conversations. As you were saying, as you were saying, who am I? Like I was about to, I was about to melt that or interject with that because it's like we're like tumbleweeds. I'm very visual, so I always have like some kind of visual reference. It's like we're just being like kicked along and floating along and almost, not clinically, but almost a level of dissociation, right? Because we're just like flowing through. And I've shared this a few times even on the podcast, but I ended up there. I was at a point where I was like engaged and four weeks from a wedding and calling it off and changing my whole life because it feels like I woke up one day and the fog cleared and I was like what is happening right trying to keep up with the Joneses quote unquote I don't know if people still say that but right like you're seeing all of this happening and you don't want to get left behind right yet we've been so focused on these external things that we haven't been able to do the inner work to know who am I what is my identity what do I value to be able to base decisions off of that right and then the other thing that comes to mind is the grief that is often so missed, right? We think grief and we think death, but there is so much grief in our lives in points of transition and transformation even. You have to let go of those old thinking patterns and coping patterns. You have to let go of, and it, you don't have to let go, but there's a level of acceptance and understanding of those things shifting into new perspectives and your expectation of what your life would be. Right, like you said, I thought I was gonna be in finance and that would make me happy and I was gonna have all the money in the world and we would be fine. And it's not that. And is there a level of failure that you feel because of that or shame that is internalized? You know, and I think so, and, and part of the process, I'm glad you introduced this whole idea of grief because I do talk about grieving because it is, you know, sometimes the the loss of identity or the development of a new identity is, is sort of grieving the end of one season in our life, right? And so you made me think of, I'm working with a client right now who's doing amazing work, um, making a, a major shift in, in her career. And um, we were talking about her beliefs around money, right? And, um, you know, she 
I talk about quicksand, right? So we, a lot of times that misalignment is represented in sort of a quicksand lifestyle where it's like, you just feel like you're sinking deeper and deeper away from your authentic self. And so um, when she got really clear on, you know, what she was looking to achieve now in her new career and, and you know, defining some of that by um, the salary she hopes to uh, um, uh, achieve and all of that, she went back to her mom and she was like, so this is what I'm going to do. And this is how much I'm charging my clients. And, and she got really negative feedback from her mom. And then she immediately, you know, she's on my boxer, like, oh my gosh, you know, listen to what my mom said. And so I said to her, I said, you went back to the quicksand for validation. And so this is why simultaneously as we're moving forward, we have to start developing this new um, social network for you that will validate where you're growing into right now. Because if you keep going back, you know, to your old, you know, supports that don't see eye to eye, you're just, your value system is different. You are going to walk away feeling like you're doing something wrong or that you're, you know, you're off your rocker, you know, now with what you're trying to do. And so don't go backwards, you know, looking for that validation. You've got to step into, you know, the people in your mastermind or the people, your new colleagues at work. And you, that's where you need to go to see, you know, to, to, for that validation or for that encouragement and support. just like trying to digest all of it because it, it it all is just hitting a hundred percent for so many areas of my clients lives and then personal experiences as well it's amazing yeah and it, it's these little clips you know that happen in our in, in our minds you know in the work that i'm doing with clients it's like you know we overcomplicate, we overthink we overanalyze so much of what we're doing when really it just comes down to very simple principles. And that is something that I hear over and over again from my clients. You know, even there was one I reconnected with recently and she's like, you're always just so good at simplifying it, you know? And it's like, well, let's just cut through all of these, you know, it's like clutter. It's like the chaos, you know, that we allow to come and um, you know, create distractions or create that sort of, you know, fog where we, we can't, we can't see it so clearly. Um, but that's also why a coach and a therapist, they're, they're so helpful, right? We, you know, we can see what you can't see and that's why we need them too, right? Cause we can't it could be like six feet in front of your face and you're just like, no, fine everything's fine the thing I, I lost it as i was responding last time in the moment because so many things were popping around and it came back so kelsey has this has taught me to do this values exercise with clients and i i love it it's like have them list three values of their own three values of someone they admire and three values of their parents and i think i want to bring this up because people that are trying to transform and have a disconnect in values or belief systems with really important people in their lives like their parents oftentimes feel guilt, shame, especially if there's a codependency and an unhealthy 
emotional maturity there with parents, right? That can all come into play. So I try to say, like, you don't have to leave them entirely behind, but we have to learn who you go to for what type of support, right? Like I say, typically, you're not going to talk to your parents about your sex life, right? Um, that might be someone else you go to. So you have to learn the same thing. If you're continuing to get negative feedback and you're going for the same, trying to get the same result, it's going to be a cycle of insanity. But you might align with like something like, I don't know, kindness or um, animal loving. I don't know. Just like all whatever, whatever the value is that you do align with your parents, pour into that one. Right. Right. You can still have a connection. It doesn't mean you have to cut people off entirely because they're toxic, right? Unless that makes sense for you. Right, right, yeah. I mean, we don't need to draw a hard line in, in the sand necessarily, but it's being aware every relationship, there's limits in every relationship, you know? And part of being really clear about self, what we need, what our values are, is then also knowing when we're in need of that support and encouragement, who am I choosing to be intentional about seeking out a person rather than I just want to feel good. So I'm going to call my cheerleader, right? You know, because it, yes, it feels good to feel good, but when we're looking to make movement, we, sometimes we need to hear the thing that we know we need to hear. Right. Um, so we have to be able to lean into that. Right. And to, to seek out and ask for that kind of a help. Yeah. Yeah. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, that the visual always comes to mind where it's like your comfort zone. It's like a circle that says your comfort zone. And then way outside of the comfort zone over here is a tiny little circle. That's like where the magic happens. And, you know, I'm sure you come up with this, you know, a lot in your work with clients. Like we, we do things when we're uncomfortable all the time. I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, your, experience in motherhood right and it's it's it is the best example parenting is the best example um because it's forever changing you know i mean even you think you've got it right you're your mom and you you know you've got the six month old and then you're like okay i'm doing this again at one and then at 18 months like because it changes so rapidly and even now you know i've got three daughters and they're all at different stages. And I'm like, oh yeah, the teenager is not the same as the nine-year-old. You know, it's like worlds apart, right? And but we are different. We are growing and evolving. Whether we are intentionally doing work or not, we're right. different people. We're growing up, even though we're quote unquote adults, we're growing up with them. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And so leaning into that, seeing ourselves as sort of the creator of our experience rather than, you know, a maybe a victim or maybe, a, you know, a whatever label you want to put on yourself. You know, it's like you have an opportunity here. Um, so sort of the next phase that I work on with my clients is once you've gained this awareness now, now you're responsible um, for doing something with this new awareness, right? It's like, okay, now that you're aware that you need to feel seen, heard, and acknowledged, well, how are you first taking responsibility for yourself in situations and, you know, listening to yourself, acknowledging yourself, doing, you know, honoring yourself? Um, and then the next step is how are you 
getting that from the relationships in your life or the, you know, the different roles that you play within your life, because to just know that you're, you need to be seen, heard and acknowledged is one thing, but not doing anything about it. That's still a choice. You're choosing not to do anything about it. That will begin to build resentment, you know, where you, you are choosing to not give yourself what you need. Um, so so that's really the, the next big step in, in the work that I'm doing and refining that, right? So, you know, sometimes when a person uses their voice in a new way, you know, from a, in a new capacity for the first time, it comes out as really, you know, sort of clumsy, awkward, edgy, maybe the tone isn't right, you know, the inflection is off. Um, but, but of course, you're doing it for the first time and just normalizing that. Okay, so now let's refine it. Now, what did we learn from that, right? How are we going to do this differently, you know, the next time? You know, what experience did you learn or gain? Um, so, yeah. It's just funny. I think I, I have similar conversations with my clients, but it's like, I don't know at what point in life we reach this age and like society, parents, whatever sources have taught us, like you should just know how to do everything magically without having the literal experience of the learning process like you didn't just magically tie your shoes one day you didn't just get in the car and drive one day you didn't just like graduate school one day like <laughs> there is a learning process that goes into everything but it's like we get to a point in life where it, it there's some kind of barrier to that uh, acceptance of that process if that makes sense yeah, it does make sense. And I think the other piece that um, affects that process is the urgency that we start to feel that we have to do everything quickly. You know, there's no time for mistakes. There's no value around mistakes, um, that every process has to be linear. And when it isn't linear, when we hit that roadblock or fumble or something, it, it quickly ignites this idea that we have to quit and start over. And so that constant process of restarting is what really affects the mindset, right? Because over time, doing that over and over and over again, it reinforces failure because it's this all or nothing mindset. And so that's part of the misalignment that clients will come and share with me, right? And, you know, that first breakthrough of, oh my goodness, it's, it's not that you can't achieve this. We really have to look at what is the process? Who are you being? How are you showing up and, and trying to do this? So I think the urgency and the expectation that it's like, you know, we're supposed to do this in a seamless way. I use the analogy of, um, I say to my clients, okay, if, if I asked you to walk around with your shoes on the wrong feet for an entire week, right? Could you do it? And they nod their head. Yeah, I could, I could probably do it, right? But immediately just putting your feet in your shoes, you know, something's off. Right. And, you know, you would walk around, you'd be holding on to furniture, you'd, you know, probably um, be kind of clumsy and might even fall, you know, multiple times. You certainly wouldn't be walking at the same pace that you normally walk at. Right. But if I checked in with you around day four or five, most likely you'll have told me that it still feels weird. Your feet don't feel right, but you found some semblance of a groove right? Where you're not falling as much. You may not have to hold on to furniture every, for every step that you take. Um, and you're, you've actually found like a, a decent pace that you can start um, walking at, but 
it still feels off, right? And that's because we've been walking around with our shoes on the right feet for years and years and years. So now to go and disrupt that pattern, because that's what it is, it feels off, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It means we have to figure out, we have to find our new groove. It's like correlation, not causation. <laughs> it reminds me too of a quote, um, I feel like another therapist probably put in my head somewhere, but you can't walk into a forest five miles and get out in two, right? Like we, we forget that part of the journey too. Yeah. And I often remind my clients like that is, that road is so, that groove is so deep in your brain. That road is so strong and so well known that regardless of how difficult the terrain gets because it isn't kept up with or how long you have to wait at the railroad tracks or every time you hit this pothole and lose your tire, regardless, your brain's going to go down that road because it's the familiar track. Exactly. And taking any other detour is terrifying, right? Like, could you imagine, you know, we're in 2022 and you're in the country and you don't know where you are and you don't have your GPS that's working and you have to take a detour to the original destination. Like, whoa, will I make it out? Who knows? <laughs> right. 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 So now when we talk about navigating this new terrain, of course, there are going to be new feelings that come up. Right. And just like we we're saying, walking around with our shoes on the wrong feet feels like it's something's off or something's wrong. Okay, but now let's lean into that and let's really um, sort of unpack that a little bit more because just because it feels off doesn't mean it's wrong. We, we might need to ask ourselves some questions just to make sure, just to assess like, am I okay? You know, and, you know, and what is this discomfort? Let's really get more, you know, let's get clear on exactly what we're talking about. Because when we use words like fear or pain or discomfort, it's like those are the big umbrella feelings. When we go beneath that, it's like, well, what is this really, you know, what is the button that's really getting pushed? You know, is it, is it something about, you know, um, am I feeling, you know, betrayed, you know, as I'm you know, moving on and advancing myself, excuse me, um, a common experience is that uh, people will personalize your new choices in life, right? So I've decided, you know, to, to advance my career and my colleagues that I've worked with for the last 10 years are saying, oh, what, you're too good for us now? You know, you're moving on to you know, X company, or you're, you know, you think you're good enough now for that next position, you know, and all your equals at the, you know, your, your sort of counterparts are saying, you think you're better than me? Like, that. and it's like, well, so, so it's bringing up some feelings, right? Where now you're sort of questioning your, your decision based on their reaction. Well, let's lean into this a little bit because Perhaps this has nothing really to do with you at all. This is just their process in getting comfortable with your new choice now. And feelings are temporary. Their feelings are temporary. Your feelings are temporary. Let's give them time, space, and opportunity to work through this. In the meantime, how are you working through what this feels like? You know, sort of some of the, the hurt maybe that these people who used to show you so much support are now not cheering you on anymore. 
what is that all about? What? And it, it's always bringing us back to another, a more foundational pattern, you know, just the end. And this is where I'm trying really hard not to open up another can of worms here, but you know, this is where it's like, we have to accept when we're on a growth path in life, the work is never done. The work is never done. Just when we think we've worked through that betrayal that we went through in childhood, right? If that's where the pattern stems from, it's like it swoops back in and represents itself to us. But the lesson is different now at this point in our life because our experience is different. Our toolbox in dealing with it is different. Um, our sense of self is different. So don't see it as this major trigger that's going to send you back to the quicksand. This is, okay, what do you know now? This is actually a beautiful moment to show you everything that you've learned and now how you can quickly move on, right? Much more quickly than you did maybe the first time when you went through dealing with feelings of betrayal. That makes sense. The word opportunity has been floating in my brain since we were talking about the past and the discomfort of taking the new path. It's like asking yourself, what, what can I gain from this? What are the opportunities here? Um, and something I regularly do with my clients is a decisional balance. I literally have them write it in front of them so we can see it. And then I have them write like ST and LT next to all of the things they come up with to, for short term and long term to help them identify, right? Like, yes, you're going to have to rip the bandaid off and that's going to have to hurt in certain things in discontinuing relationships and leaving a job and whatever those decisions are. And what are the long-term benefits a short-term consequences like discomfort like you said it's a temporary feeling but what is that future going to look like because of that decision right right and so moving people you know when they're in that sort of contemplative place right it's like that can serve you for only so long you know yes it's important to be reflective and intentional and we gain that from taking time right to 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 gain clarity but then there's also a point in time where spending too much time there is just perpetuating the overanalyzing, the overthinking, which is just going to bring about more doubt, um, you know, and, and trigger oftentimes those default patterns of trying to avoid and um, stay safe, stay comfortable, right? Which then brings about its own set of consequences. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Is there any part of the process that we are still missing? that you work through your clients with? Did we get to all the steps? Um, the other piece, and this is woven throughout, is around celebration, right? Because, you know, obviously when we're, when we're talking about major transformation, right, it's not the light switch effect, which is what we see, you know, the observers looking in on someone else's transformation. That's what we see. It's like you run into someone six months, you know, from now and they look and act and exude a different energy. And you're like, wow, that's amazing, right? And you, it, you think they just flipped the switch and it's all better. Whereas really they've been, you know, consistently working, making, you know, simple, small refinements day in and day out to achieve this larger, you know, sort of leap um, forward. And you know, I, I say to my clients all the time, yes, it's great when we reach that milestone, but you have to celebrate every day 
every single day. It's it's part of a journal um, exercise that I have my clients do right off the right from the beginning of their work with me. But you have to find something to celebrate that just shows a shift in even thinking, right? Even just the, the a decision you've made, a thought that you've had in reaction to something that's happened. You have to celebrate those small, um, simple um, uh, progresses in order to really stand in the pleasure and gratitude for the big achievement that you're ultimately working towards. Um, because this is how you get really close to yourself and you begin to be, you, you become that um, number one validator of your experience, right? And we're turning, the celebration process is really turning the methodology inward. And that's where we want it to be because we want to off, you know, offset where it's always been about the external. So the celebration piece, I think, is is the last um, piece that I really want to highlight here. Um, so you know, these are the these are the primary principles um, to being able to actualize this transformation. Can you um, real quick? Because I do want to wrap up. I don't want to go over and lose it, lose our audience's interest. But I am curious, um, as I experience this sometimes with clients, um, what do you recommend as far as celebration? Is that affirmations to self is that tangible celebrations with like tangible items or activities or things i think oftentimes because this is a whole nother episode but because we have associated celebration with unhelpful coping like you know snacking every single time or like food associated with that or um, going out and spending money or whatever that might look like that can become unhelpful how do you define celebration with those clients you know, early on in the process, I do um, talk about indulgence um, as, you know, not, it, it doesn't mean giving into something like some sort of vice or something, right? But it's really about indulgence in terms of nourishment, right? Um, but, but, but celebration can be, again, I, I'm always bringing my clients back to like a spectrum of things, right? So it's not, you know, big or small, but it, it begins with just the acknowledgement of the progress. And sometimes it's just bringing attention to that, saying it aloud, writing it in the journal to say, yeah, I actually did this yesterday. Like I went to bed at 8.30 because my body said I am tired. You know, it's, and you honored that. And acknowledging how you honored what it was you needed is just so important, right? You honored it. Let's just say it aloud, you know, write it down. And then there are times where it's like you, you know, the client may present that they're so proud um, of that, of, of that progress where it's like, okay, so how are you going to indulge a little bit? How are you going to make this a special moment for yourself? And, you know, maybe draw, you know, a, a warm bath and let yourself just reflect on those feelings that you felt when you did this thing, right? And how are you going to take care of yourself in this way? So I think celebration is more about taking care of self, um, nourishing, honoring self. So those are some other synonyms that I use, um, you know. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like validating self and, and, and yeah. all along the way, uh, creating a sense of self-worth and self-esteem. And, and confidence, right? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. 
Oh, it's always good to have you here. We're going to have to have you back for another topic yeah, sure. soon. Okay. Um, yeah, we always ask our guests um, if there's a mantra or last parting words or a resource or tool that you want to offer to our audience. Yeah, so what I would suggest is um, if anything that I'm saying is resonating with you and um, the methodology feels right, schedule a breakthrough call. Go to my website, um, HeidiBruce.com. Um, I'm assuming you guys probably put things like that in show notes and what have you, but, um, you know, schedule a time and, um, let's, let's really lift up the blinds and shine the light, um, on that blind spot and allow the breakthrough to happen because it's typically not a major shift that needs to happen in life. It's just, you, you know, bringing light to the, to the thing that is, is in the way. That sounds great. Yeah, we always put those things in the show notes, so I will make sure to include that. Um, thank you again so much for being here. Uh, we appreciate, we tried to get you rescheduled a few times and life, right? Life happens. Okay. So thank you for being so patient and giving us grace. Um, but we are always happy to have you back whenever you would like. Um, for everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you back again next week. Um, we are going to be welcoming Kate Watt. We love TikTok. We're going to be welcoming back, uh, welcoming Kate Watt from TikTok. Her topic is still to be finalized, so I think it's going to be financial wellness related. Very excited to hear more about that. Uh, stay tuned and tune in every Sunday. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you know when you get a latest episode. Take care.